Hi there, and God bless you. I'm Brian Hallam. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for downloading it, and thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram and for liking and sharing what we post there. I just want you to know that I believe God wants to do something great in your life and in your family. So as we go into the Word today, let's go in with faith and hope and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do in your life. All right, church, bump your neighbor, tell them buckle up. Bump your second choice neighbor and tell them buckle up also. (laughs) Open your Bible, the sword of the spirit, the word of the living God, that thing that won't return void. Open it to the book of Exodus chapter number 12. I want to talk this morning. We're coming into the new year. And I want to talk about what are you taking with you into 2019? Because what you are taking into 2019 will either help you or hinder you. You're either going to be dragging around a bunch of dead weight. Or you're going to carry something that's going to help you kill the giants in 2019. You're either going to be dragging around something that's holding you back. Or you're going to pick up and carry something. That's going to be of great value in a moment when you need it. If you're taking notes, I strongly encourage you to write this down. Number one, going into 2019, number one, you're going to have to leave some things behind. You can't go into 2019 carrying everything, carrying everything that you've been dragging around and expect God to do everything he wants to do. You're going to have to let go of some stuff. The Bible says Bartimaeus was a man in our Bible. Most people called him blind Bartimaeus. And he was with a bunch of beggars one day. And the Bible says Jesus was walking by. And Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was walking by. And Bartimaeus knew that Jesus was the guy who would heal blind people. And he still does today, by the way. But Bartimaeus begins to cry out. He says, son of David. He said, Jesus, son of David. He said, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that all of his friends around him told him, Bartimaeus, would you please be quiet? You're embarrassing us. Why do you have to live for God so strong? Why does everything always have to be about Jesus? Why do you go to a church like that? Why do you go to a church where people clap their hands and people shout? Why do you go to a church? Why do you go to a church where they're constantly loving people and pointing them to Christ? Why do you always pray over your food? Why do you insist that uh, you pray before you go to sleep? Why do you take it so serious about God? Number one, you're going to have to leave some things in 2018 if you're going to get everything from God in 2019 that he has for you. And one of the first things you're going to have to leave is some relationships relationships that have been dragging you down. Oh, I know there wasn't going to be a bunch of amens. I'm going to say it anyway. I don't care if they work at the cubicle right next to you. You need to stop going to lunch with somebody that doesn't do anything but drag you through the mud. Oh, they don't drag me through the mud. They just drag everybody around me through the mud. They drag you through the mud when they're talking to somebody else. You're going to have to separate from some of those relationships. It might not be forever, but it might be for a season. You're going to have to, you're going to have to depart from some things, some conversations, some, some ideology. Well, why do you, why is everything about the Lord? Because he is and was and is to come. That's why it's all about him. 
If all I did was stand up here and say, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. We could shut the doors. We will have all had church. And it's enough information that every person on the planet can be born again if you will apply that information to your life. The problem is when you begin to live for God strongly, there's going to be some people that are going to rise up in your life. And they're going to tell you, stop living for God. And you're going to have to do what Bartimaeus did. The Bible says when they told him to be quiet, the Bible says he cried out even more son of David have mercy on me 2018 you're dragging some stuff around and if we're honest you've been dragging some people around for too long my dad used to tell me this all the time with my friends he said son you can't take everybody with you he said I need you to be you whether anybody around you understands it or not I said yes sir We'd go through life and a friend would fall off and a friend would fall off and it would just be, it would almost be like different levels, but then God would send a different person in your life at the right moment, at the right time. And all of a sudden for every Caleb, there's a Joshua. A different situation means you're going to have to let go of some things and leave them behind. The Bible says Bartimaeus jumped up and Jesus said, who is that screaming? I said, oh, that's blind Bartimaeus. He said, well, tell him to come over here. The Bible says Bartimaeus jumped up and he took his coat off and he threw it down. And if you just read the Bible, you think, okay, maybe it was hot. Maybe he couldn't run in it. But the truth is, in those day and age, it had to be verified that you could actually be a beggar. So they would verify that you were, in fact, blind or you were, in fact, uh, uh uh, decrepit in some way that you could not work for yourself. So what they would do is if they tested you and proved that you were in fact blind, like you said, they would give you a special coat. Your coat would identify who you were. It was like his badge that says, I can beg because I am blind. But the moment Jesus called him to himself, the Bible says Bartimaeus threw off all the labels that had been placed on him. And he ran to Jesus. If you're going to experience what God has for you in 2019, you're going to have to throw off some of the labels some people have put on you. You're going to have to throw off some of the labels that you've put on yourself. Let me tell you the labels that you need to get rid of. Okay, you ready? Anything that argues with the fact that you're the head and not the tail. Anything that argues with the fact that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Don't you trample the blood of Jesus on your feet doing the devil's job constantly ridiculing yourself. Don't look in the mirror and agree with the devil. Look in the mirror and agree with God. If he says that you're blessed in your coming in and blessed in your going out, just believe it. Just speak it and eventually you'll receive it. You're going to have to leave some stuff in 2018. There's some people. They've been dragging you down. And if you're a dragger downer, you better stop being a dragger downer. (laughs) There's some people. And it doesn't mean forever. And we're not throwing them into hell. We're just saying, I'm not going to eat my Subway sandwich with somebody that I have to spend the rest of the afternoon trying to get back in a faith-filled mood because of the nonsense that you've been saying. Some people, you just need to... Have a little bit of distance. That's why, here's what Jesus said. Well, well how, you don't want to be rude to him. How do you talk to him? Can I tell you? 
Can I tell you the secret? Who wants to know the secret? Just wave at me. You talk to them in parables. Jesus never told his secrets to people who hated him. Never tell secrets to people who hate me. Got it. He's talking parables. Well, what's a parable? A parable is enough information that if somebody wanted to seek the truth, they could find it. But it's also enough information that they're not going to be able to use it against you indefinitely. Because the minute that you give them your heart, the minute you throw your pearls before a bunch of pigs, the pigs are going to stomp on the pearls in the mud and your heart will be broken and they're just pigs. Is this too much truth for a Sunday morning? 2019, you're going to have to leave some stuff behind. You're going to have to throw off those labels. What did somebody say? You can't do that. There's no way. You, you could never do that. The devil is a liar. I can do that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, you can't start your own business. You, nobody's ever started a business in your... The devil is a liar. I can too. Anything I touch will prosper, says the Lord. You begin to throw those labels off. You start to believe what God says about you. Now all of a sudden you start to walk in things that only God can provide. It begins to change your entire situation all by changing your outlook. Everything begins to get in line with the word of God. And now you begin to thrust into 2019 because you're not dragging all of that stuff that was stuck to you in 2018. Somebody give God a big hand of praise if you're just going to leave some stuff behind. Exodus 12 and 29. You guys know this story. If you don't, let me catch you up. The Bible says the Israelites were in captivity for like 400 years, okay? And they were in captivity to the Egyptians. The Egyptians were using them to build their kingdom. They were making bricks. They were making all kind of different things. And they were very harsh and they were taskmasters. But God had said through the prophets that he was going to raise up a deliverer that was going to help set them free. The Bible says that deliverer's name was Moses. Everybody say Moses. Moses was a great guy. The Bible says he's out tending some sheep and some, some, some goats and he sees this, this bush that's on fire, but the bush is not being consumed by the fire. And he goes over and he finds out that God's in the fire. And, and the Bible says that he, he tells him, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. And he has this conversation with him. He says, Moses, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to use you to set my people free from the bondage of Egypt. And Moses thought, well, how can I do that? I, 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 I can barely talk. I don't know uh, what I'm going to do. I, I don't understand. He goes, well, I tell you what, throw your stick down. He throws his stick down. It turns into a snake. Moses says, whoa, my stick turned into a snake. He said, pick it back up. Picks it back up and it turns back to a stick. He says, I'm going to use signs and wonders to be the convincing agent that will help the Egyptians set the Israelites free. But I need you to go talk to Pharaoh about it. Would you mind going and talking to Pharaoh? I can't talk real good. He said, well, I tell you what, since you don't want to talk, you can take your brother Aaron. And he said, well, what do you want me to tell him? He said, I want you to tell him, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, oh, baby, let my people go. Uh. And then Aaron goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes to Egypt and he knocks on the door of Pharaoh's palace and everybody's like, who is it? And he goes, it's Mo and Aaron. He said, well, Mo and Aaron, what do you want? He said, we're here representing Jehovah God. And Pharaoh goes, you mean the Jehovah God that these Israelites have been praying to for 400 years and he's never shown up? Moses is like, that's the one. 
come in. He gets there. He says, look, I'm telling you, God is going to wipe you out if you don't let us go. I'm talking about all of us. I'm talking about all our kids. I'm talking about all our grandkids. I'm talking about all our nieces and nephews and tios and tias. I'm talking about everybody. You're going to let, I'm talking about all the cows. I'm talking about all the sheep. I'm talking about all the donkeys. You better let every one of us go. And Pharaoh's like, or what? Or God is going to get you. And he goes, well, your God hadn't got me in 400 years. Didn't get my dad. Didn't get my grandpa. You guys are just steadily making bricks. What makes you think that God's going to deliver you now? And Moses said, he told me he would. When you get a word from God, you better understand you're about to have an opportunity to doubt it. Because if I'm Moses... I bet you I walk into that meeting thinking as soon as I throw this stick down and it turns into a snake, I bet you Pharaoh's going to jump back and let all of us go. But that's not what happened at all. The Bible says Pharaoh's heart hardened and God began to send plagues to Egypt to turn the heart of Pharaoh so that he would finally let the people go. There were 10 plagues. 10 is always the number of testing in the Bible. We get to the last plague, and this is right where we're about to pick up. In the last plague, the Bible says that God was going to send the angel of death to come and collect the firstborn of every household in Egypt. But he told Moses, he said, the way you will avoid death is there will need to be the sacrifice of a spotless lamb. And the Bible says that they took the blood of that spotless lamb and they poured it on the, they wiped it on the head of the door and they wiped it on the side of the door. Undoubtedly, whenever uh, they wiped it on the top of the door, it dripped down. When they closed the door, it probably ran down the door and it made a perfect picture of a bloodstained cross. The Bible says that the angel of death came over at night. And when he came over, he didn't pass over the Israelites' house because they had the best last name. He didn't pass over their house because they'd never done anything wrong. He didn't pass over their house because they'd done everything right. They passed, he passed over their house because when he looked, he saw the blood of the lamb and he knew that death had already been there and it is not lawful for somebody to have to pay a debt twice. So when he looked down and he saw the blood of that spotless lamb, he passed over that house and he went to the Egyptian's house and he began to collect the firstborn of every household, even into their herds, the Bible says. And all of a sudden, when this happened, all of Egypt began to cry and wail because God came collecting on the thing that was owed to him. Can I say it differently? No man knows the day nor the hour when their soul will be required of them. The scripture says this, today is the day of salvation. 
The reason this is so important is because your tomorrow is not promised. Your next week is not promised. If you're far from God, I'm going to give you an opportunity before this message is over to give your life to him so that you can trust not the blood of that lamb that was uh, that, that was killed and put on those doors, but the actual blood of the one and only spotless, only begotten son of God that was shed for you and for me. If you'll accept Jesus Christ, when death comes calling, that death will look down and it won't say, Brian, you got it all right. It will see me uh, marked and washed by the blood of the lamb. Therefore, death has already been paid on my behalf. He can't come and collect a debt twice. The scripture says that the angel of death comes over and collects the firstborn of all the Egyptian households, including their, their cows and their, their horses and everything. Verse, verse 29 Exodus 12, 29, it came to pass that at midnight, the Lord smote or killed the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn Pharaoh that sat on his throne under the firstborn of the captive that was in a dungeon. In other words, all the way from the wealthiest of the wealthy down to the poorest of the poor and all the firstborn of the cattle. The Bible says, verse 30, Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. There was not one house where there wasn't somebody dead. Not one household was not affected. Don't get discouraged when people ridicule you, you ridicule you because of your faith. When that day comes, there will not be one house not affected. In that moment, the information that you have chosen to believe about the Lord Jesus Christ will be the thing that sets you and your family free. But don't you get discouraged in the process because there's a day coming when every single household, the Bible says, will be affected. Verse 31, he called for Moses and Aaron by night and he said, rise up, get you forth from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord. Listen to this, as you have said. Now to start with, Moses was asking to talk to Pharaoh. Now Pharaoh is asking to talk to him. In 2019, there's going to be some people that you've been trying to talk to, that you've been trying to reach, but in the name of Jesus Christ, you're about to be, the, the entire role is about to switch and you're about to start asking for your company. They're about to start asking for your uh, information. They're about to start asking for you to help them in their situation. Somebody give me a big amen. Number one, you're going to have to leave some stuff behind. Number two, and this is a big one, 2019, you're going to have to get focused on speaking life. Speaking life. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in the power of your tongue. The Bible says the, the, the father of our faith, Abram, he called things that were not as though they already were. God never called you to be a weather rock. A weather rock can lay in the yard and if it's wet, it's raining or a dog walk by. 
God didn't call you to just be a thermometer. God called you to be a thermostat. God calls you to change the atmosphere with your words. The Bible says that Pharaoh told him, he said, get out of here. And I mean, get out of here now. Go worship your God. He said this, as you have said. Now, this is very important because he did not say, as your God has said. Because when Jesus hung on the cross... And he was about to give up the ghost. He was about to uh, uh, exhale his last breath on this side uh, of that great covenant being fulfilled. The Bible says he shouted out this. It is finished. That means what Jesus was going to do on the cross, he completed. However, there is power in your mouth that can either bring the opportunities and the blessings and the favor of God into your situation, or you can just haphazardly speak the rest of your life. And before you know it, everything that you said will come to pass because before it's over, what comes out of your mouth will be what you live in. Brick by brick, we are building the life we are living in with our words. Pharaoh said, go and worship God as you said. In 2019, we're going to have to be a church that speaks life and is so committed to it that we refuse to get off of it. That may, let me just give you some examples. Here's some things you can wash out of, of, your, of, of your, your entire dictation. You know what? Nothing good ever happens to me. You know what? If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have luck. You know, I just, this, this whole God thing's not working. Well, he was working until you uprooted it with the power of your words, because the Bible says the power of life and death is in your mouth and the power of life and death for your family is in your mouth. And so I don't believe that. Well, why does the Bible say you have to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth if the power of your life was not in your mouth? If you're going to go into 2019, you're going to have to leave some stuff into 2018. You're going to have to leave some stuff behind, but you've got to get committed to speaking faith. In 2019, I'm going to do a lot of teaching on the kingdom of God, which is here and available right now. But there has to be a shift where we stop talking like the world. We stop looking like the world. We stop acting like the world. And we stop, we start calling things that are not as if they were until we see them manifest in our lives life. Moses walked in. He said, you need to let my people go. And I'll bet you he thought Pharaoh was just going to go unlock the door and say, well, get out of here then. But immediately Pharaoh's heart hardened. You're going to have to believe and speak the word of God. Even when you don't see the word of God coming to pass. 2019, you're going to have to get committed to speaking life, speaking life over what speaking life over your family, speaking life over your business, speaking life over your spouse, Speaking life over your job. Speaking life over your finances. Stop calling everything that you don't want into your life with your own mouth. There's a day coming when you're going to have everything that comes out of your mouth. You will access it. And I don't want you to be disappointed in that day. What if tomorrow every single thing you declared came to pass? Are you sitting there saying, okay, I love you too. Okay, bye. They're never going to serve God. What if everything you said came to pass? Would you be disappointed or would you be rejoicing? 
That's why yesterday I, 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 I left the house and I, I went to the gym, obviously. <laughs> but I'm driving to the gym and I said, I just want to drive by the church. And I drive by the church and I made a lap around the church and I kept pointing at the building. I said, thank you, God, for paying that building off. Thank you, God, for paying that land off. Thank you for that new building. Thank you for thousands of members. Thank you for helping us feed more widows. Thank you for helping us feed more. I decree and declare the blessing and favor of God on this house every time I come by. Because there's a day coming when even your enemy's going to look at you and say, you can have everything you said. And I just want to be honest with you. I'll tell you what I want. I want it all. Well, that, that just sounds arrogant. He paid for it. With his own blood, and I will not let one drop of that spotless Galilean blood be shed in vain. I won't get to heaven and say, why didn't you try your hardest? I won't work my fingers to the bone Monday through Friday, nine to five at some job that that might be important, but it's really not going to mean that much in eternity. And then halfway give my spiritual life to him. No, 2019 is the year we're going to speak life. It's the year where we're going to refuse to have cross words in our homes. It's the year when honor is going to become the standard in the body of Christ again. Oh, I don't agree with what they're teaching. Well, find something you do agree with and celebrate that, but stop sending friendly fire to other believers. If they wave the banner of Jesus Christ, we're on the same team. And if they don't want us on their team, we still want them on our team. We begin to speak life. What of 2019, everything you said you had, would you be rejoicing because you spoke the word of God into your situation? Or would you be regretting because you just talked like the world? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. You do that and all these things are added to you. What what are these things? Everything that's important to you. Your family, your children, your grandchildren, your business. We had somebody, it was about a month ago now, we were just in the middle of a Wednesday night service and the word of the Lord came to me. God told me that he's about to cancel somebody's student debt, about to wipe it out. About five people said, that's me, praise the Lord. (laughs) Guy came up to me recently. He said, I gotta tell you something. I said, tell me. He said, I got some emails in the middle of the night. I said, tell me about it. Said your credit score changed, your credit score changed. You got all these emails, your credit score changed. And he went to look it up and it said, it said your 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 debt has changed. And in one night, still don't know how it happened other than God. Sixty-five thousand dollars in student loans was wiped out like that. Now, I'll tell you what he could have said. Because he told me about it. He said, as soon as you said that, I said, that's me. I received that in the name of Jesus. I tell you what he could have said. Oh, that never happens to me. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have luck. 
What if the day came when everything that came out of your mouth showed up at your house? Would it be revival? I'm going to move on. Somebody say amen. (laughs) The scripture says, as you have said, verse 32, also take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone and bless me also. The people that hate you the most will soon be asking for your blessing. Why do you have to pray for your food every time? Why? Why do you always say, God bless you? Stop asking me to come to church. I don't even like you. One phone call. I used to, when I, when I got out of college, I worked at a shipyard. and It was very rough. I was two doors down from the bar in the shipyard. And I worked there for, I don't know, a few months anyway. And... It was, it was just a very, it was a crazy environment. Like I can't even describe how crazy this environment was. I had never, I didn't realize like that was possible for it to be as crazy as it was. And every day there was new drama of some kind. Um, it was just really, really wild. And, and one of the owners came to me and he handed me a black American express card. And he said to me, he said, Hey, we have a captain coming in from this boat. And we need that boat to be here for a week because the longer the boat is there, the more problems we will find with the boat, the more we will get to fix, the more money we will make. And I thought, okay. He goes, there's going to be a limousine here at two o'clock this afternoon. We have a VIP room at the local strip club. I want you to take this card. And I want you to spend on anything you want to spend on, but I want the captain of that boat drunk for the next week. I'm 21, 22 years old. And I said, sir, this may cost me my job. I said, but you got the wrong guy. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm a Christian. I said, I don't go to strip clubs. I said, I'm a Christian. I don't get drunk. I said, I'm a Christian. I don't try to twist people for business. I said, I'm a Christian. I said, I don't do that. I said, if I need to pack my stuff up, there's no hard feelings for me. I said, but this is just not, this is just not for me. He took it back. He said, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's no problem. No problem. It's okay. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like radioactive now. (laughs) I walk by. That's the guy right there. That's the guy. That's the one. That's the one right there. People walk by and they'd, you know, be talking and all of a sudden they'd start changing their language because they thought Christian ears can't hear cuss words. And I'm like, they're the same ears, guys. (laughs) Plus, you should hear my wife talk. I mean, goodness gracious. Hey, we made 15 years this past week. We've been married. What a doll. There's that, there's that guy, there's that guy. That's the one. One guy stopped me. He goes, did you really tell the boss no? I said, well, I don't know if I told him no. I just, you know, I'm just, that's just not what I'm going to do. You know, I said, I'm 
happy to work somewhere else. If that's part of the job, I got no hard feelings. Well, aren't you concerned, you know, where you'd make a living? No. Well, why not? Well, God supplies my needs according to my riches in glory. Like from heaven? Yeah, like from heaven, man. All of a sudden, I got the call. Boop. Yes, sir. Can you come to my office? Yes, sir. Shut the door behind you. Yes, sir. Walk in and shut the door. Have a seat. I got something I want to talk to you about. Yes, sir. He turned his computer around and there was a picture of Jesus and a lion. He said, I can't get this picture out of my head. Somebody sent this to me and I don't even understand it. I said, I said, oh, that's the Lord. He said, what do you mean? I said, I said, the Bible says Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He goes, he goes, I, I, I don't understand it. He said, I'm struggling. My marriage is falling apart. He said, I got, I got all these things going for me and everything that's important to me is just my son hates me. I just, I don't even know what to do. Said, w- w- Brian, would you pray for me? I said, yeah. So I had a, a, a bottle of holy water in my pocket and I threw it all over it. Because <laughs> that's how you're supposed to do it, right? Took some oil and First, let's offer up a wave offering, sir. (laughs) Mess with me, I really will. I said, yeah, I'd love to pray for you. I said, we'll pray right now. I said, but I'll pray for you still. He said, okay. Ended up moving on, doing some different things. And that particular company was one of my number one clients years later. And I'd sold them something hundred thousand, maybe $150,000 worth of stuff. And on the way from Houston to where that was, the equipment that I had sold them, the trailer it was on broke and the equipment was destroyed. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, you know, hundred, $150,000 worth of stuff. I need to get them on the phone. Let them know I'm going to take care of it. And I called him and I said, hey, I just wanted to call you. I heard the thing fell off the truck. So it's no problem. So we're going to take care of it. He said, I know. I said, what do you mean? He said, the only question I asked when I saw it, their $150,000 investment laying in pieces in their parking lot. The only thing that he asked, he said, did that come from Brian? He said, yeah. They said, yeah, that, that, that's from Brian. He said, oh, he'll take care of it. He's a Christian. Another couple of years go by, I get a call out of the blue from the same guy. I said, and I'm talking to him. So, hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. He said, I just had to call you. I said, well, what'd you have to call me for? He, I said, you sound different. He said, I'm alive. I said, what do you mean? He said, I gave my life to Jesus. You know, the same Jesus that you serve. He said, and now everything. He said, thank you for living a Christian life in front of me. Listen, in 2019, You're going to need to live for Jesus even when it's not comfortable. You're going to need to live for Jesus when everybody around you is going to talk about you just because you're living for Jesus. Because there's a place, there's a place in life when the same person that's trying to harm you is actually going to ask you to bless them. 
The same person that ridicules you for praying is going to stop you by the water cooler and say, I, can't, I know I'm the worst person that I could, I probably have no right to ask you, but will you pray for me? And you're going to have an opportunity to either be a Jesus person or some hypocritical religious person. Number one, you're going to have to leave some things behind. Number two, you're going to have to speak life. The Bible says in verse 33, the Egyptians were urgent on the people that they would leave in haste. They said, if you don't leave out of here, we're all going to die. Let me just stop right there. Everybody look me right in the face for just a moment because this is very important. Your adversary is more scared of you than you are of him. The devil is not some huge mythological creature that can take you out. He is a rotten dog under your feet. And when you say the name of Jesus, his gnarly knees knock and he falls to the ground. Because at the mention of that name, every knee will bow and every tongue confesses. They said, you got to get out of here. We're all going to die. If you could see what it looked like spiritually, every time you wake up, every devil that's been chasing you gets scared. Everything that has risen up against you gets nervous. Every issue that has been brought to you gets petrified. The question is, out of your mouth, are you agreeing with what God says? Or do you just sound like the world? Because for me, I don't want to just be saved and live in the world. I want to be an ambassador of heaven that helps usher in the kingdom of God here so that everybody around can see some Jesus on the inside of me and give them the opportunity to get that same Jesus on the inside of them. Your adversary is nervous when you speak. Don't let him up. If you're believing God for something, if you committed right now to believe God to the grave, you won't have to wait that long. But if compromise is already an option in the very beginning... You'll be batted around like a ping pong ball. But when compromise is not an option, that's what Job was saying when they said, Job, look, man, your life is terrible. 2018 is terrible. You need to curse God and die. Job said, you got me wrong. He wouldn't do this. But though he slay me, yet will I serve him. They asked, they asked the disciples one time, Jesus said, Jesus said, they were talking to him and they said, hey, hey, do you want to leave? Do you want to go? Do you want to, do you want to follow? All these other people left me. Do you want to follow me? And Peter looks at him and goes, where would we go? I can't go back after seeing this. I can't go back after hearing this. I can't go back after experiencing this. I can't go away from the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I can't go away from that. 
The scripture says, get away from us or we're all going to die. Verse 34, the people took their dough before it was leavened and their kneading troughs before uh, being bound up in their clothes and on their shoulders. The children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. They borrowed or they asked of the Egyptians all their jewels, silver and gold, and their raiment, all their nice clothes. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they gave unto them such things as they required and they spoiled or plundered the Egyptians. They took their dough before it had risen. Moses like, we gotta go. Time to go right now. And they're like, but we're making bread. Well, grab the dough and grab your pot and let's get out of here. And they put the pot, they wrapped it up in their clothes, stuck it on their shoulder. Number three. When we go into 2019, don't leave your unfinished business behind. Do not declare defeat just because you didn't hit a goal you established in 2018. Don't leave your unfinished business. Maybe there's a son or a daughter that's far from God and you're believing God that they're going to come back and they're going to begin to serve God. And, and number one, 2018 is not over yet. But number two, maybe the clock strikes midnight, midnight tomorrow and they haven't given their life back to God or whatever. And the devil says to you, I thought they were coming back in 2018. I want you to look right back at him and say, I did too, but I know they're coming home one way or the other. Don't let your unfinished business be a mark of defeat in your life. It's just unfinished. If you were going to lose 25 pounds in 2018 and you gained 15 pounds... Just put some more time on the clock. It's not over till you say it's over. Pharaoh said, as you said, it's not over. Look at your neighbor. Just say, it's not over. Look at your other neighbor. Just say, it's not over. We're we're not declaring defeat. We refuse. I refuse to declare defeat in any area where God is concerned. There's going to be some unfinished business. Maybe you were planning on reading the Bible through and through in 2018 and you didn't make it past Genesis 2. Start now. Let me tell you the quickest way to finish something. Get started. You can't ever finish something if you don't start it. Maybe maybe you were thinking, man, I need to get in a life group last year and you didn't do it. Our life groups are about to start up again. Maybe that's the spiritual accountability that you need to see God really do something in your life. Maybe you don't serve on a first touch team. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't serve the house of God in any way. Maybe you're not a tither. Maybe you're believing God. 2019 is going to be that year. Listen, there's some unfinished business. Don't leave it in 2018. Wrap it up, take it with you, and get to work. There's a lot of stuff we hadn't done we're going to do. There's a lot of stuff. But don't let the devil put some kind of a fake time clock on you. 
It ain't over till you say it's over. Or you exhale your last breath here and inhale heaven's glory. And when you get there, let me just tell you, you won't care. You're going to get there and you're going to go, whoa. And then you're going to hear all the angels singing. Everybody's going to be so happy and healthy and strong. We'll be walking on streets of gold. You'll meet my grandparents. They're going to be bragging about me. You're going to get over to your mansion. Jesus is going to be like, I built this just for you. I didn't need all this, Jesus. He said, I wanted you to have it. I told you I was going to prepare a place for you. This is your place right here. How you like it? This is awesome. And then you're going to look and your neighbor is going to be the one person you didn't think was going to make heaven. <laughs> and you're going to be like, no. It's not over till you say it's over. Number three, don't leave your unfinished business. Just wrap it up, carry it with you. Last point I'm going to make. Number one, we don't want to take everything with us. We want to make sure and speak life. We don't want to leave our unfinished business. But there are some things you need to take with you. The scripture says all the, the jewels of Egypt were given to them in a day. The wealth of the wicked, the Bible says, is laid up for the righteous. But sometimes only in your hardship do you pick up the resources for your next battle. The Bible says David fought Goliath and he killed him with a slingshot. He had five smooth stones in a pouch. You only find smooth stones where water or wind has worn them smooth most of the time in the bottom of a river. You only find a river or a stream in the lowest part of the topography of the area, which means David found his tool to kill Goliath at his lowest point. I don't know what you've been through this year. Maybe everything wasn't great. And there's some things you're going to leave behind. You're going to leave behind some of the pain, some of the rejection. You're going to leave behind some of the issues. You're going to choose to speak life all year. You're not going to leave your unfinished business behind. You're going to take that with you. You're going to stay at it. You're not going to, you're not going to get weary and well-doing in the right season you're going to reap. But you are going to bring those tools that will help you in your next season. The Bible says he took the stone, he put it in his sling and slung it around. And there's no way when he selected that stone did he think, this is what's going to catapult me in everybody's eyes to become what I know God has anointed me to become. It just looked like a rock. See, what you've been through, it just looks like a rock. But God's going to use it to catapult you into the next season. The Bible says that when he killed him, he took Goliath's sword and he cut Goliath's own head off with his sword. Years later, David was being tracked and they were trying to murder David. And the Bible says he goes and gets the sword of Goliath for his defense. He had no idea that his lowest point, finding a stone, was going to be the thing that God used to kill the giant. And he had no idea that in killing the giant, it was going to get him the weapon for his next battle. So there's some things you need to take with you. Take the jewels. Take those things that you learned. 
Refuse to get bitter. Refuse to let disappointment become your standard. Always stay hopeful. We don't hope like the world, the Bible says. Our hope springs eternal. But then the Bible says this. God gave them favor with the Egyptians. I decree and declare a new season of favor over you and your family in 2019. A lot of the time we're walking in it, but we don't recognize it. But I'm believing God that the scales are going to come off and we're going to see a new season of favor in our life. Can you give God a big hand of praise this morning? We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.